0: Today's scripture reading comes from Luke 24, 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Thank you,
1: Angie. Will you pray with me and for me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the grace you've given us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We pray that we would have our hearts focused and our hope fixed upon him. And all that we do is we reflect on this, on the glorious good news of this Easter day. And, Lord, we pray that your spirit would strengthen us as we come together. Lord, may we be united in our hope and our trust fully in Jesus Christ. We pray all this in in his good and holy name. Amen. Has anybody ever heard of the movie The Wizard of Oz? You know, we we know that movie, uh, Dorothy was swept away by a tornado, her house taken to, to Oz. And we know the main characters, Dorothy and her dog, Toto, and uh, and the scarecrow, and uh, the, the cowardly lion. And there was the Tin Man. Well, funny thing about The Wizard of Oz is it was actually written, or I'm sorry, based off of a fairy tale version of story written in the 1900s. And the Tin Man was known as the Tin Woodman. And the wicked witch of the east saw the tin woodman, and he had this love for this fair maiden, right? It's a fairy tale, and and she uh, cast a spell because she despised her love. She cast a spell on the tin woodman, and one by one, his limbs had to be replaced with ten limbs. And so, actually, it uh, counter to her spell. He was actually able to go out, and he was able to work so diligently, so fast that. He had this hope in his heart for his maiden. His heart still burned for her and so his hope was still strong and he was able to continue to go and he knew that he would defeat the witch's spell. Well, the witch, she wasn't having it. So she decided that she was going to cast a spell on his axe and so one day he's out there, he's chopping and all of a sudden the spell causes the axe to slip from his hand and it cuts his body in half. And miraculously he survives. It's a fairy tale, right? I mean, his uh, a tinner had to reassemble the Tin Man, and so now his his body is made fully of tin. That's the original story of the Tin Woodman, who we know as the Tin Man. But what's interesting about it, and the reason I tell that this morning, is because when that axe slipped and and uh, he was finally made of all tin, he lost his heart, which means he lost his love for the fair maiden. And really, as the story goes, when he lost his heart, he lost his hope. And so he found himself confined to his work, cursed, with no hope, because he had no heart. And he was just out there every day swinging his axe. That's all he did, day and night, day and night, until finally the rain came. And we know the rest of the story, right? He was rusted, and he was waiting and stuck, until Dorothy came all the way from Kansas and rescued him. When we lose heart, our hope begins to fade. You ever feel like the tin man? Have you ever lost hope? Maybe you had a hope in something and you thought it was going to go this certain specific way and then all of a sudden it didn't turn out that way. Or at least not the way you expected. You ever lose heart? Maybe you were just sitting there for hours on end waiting for April the giraffe to give birth <laughs> to that baby giraffe. And you just lost heart and you didn't know if she'd ever have that baby giraffe but good news, right? I, I hear she had her baby yesterday. But have you ever lost heart? Have you ever been so determined that something would happen and then it just didn't turn out the way you... And, and because of life's circumstances, because life got you down and didn't turn out the way you, you hoped it would, you, lost, you began to lose your heart. Have you ever lost heart and then felt your hope begin to fade? There was a man holding a plastic bag, and he was collecting items. Uh, he was picking up a crossword uh, puzzle book. He uh, took a sweater and put it in the plastic bag, found a, a pen, a piece of gum. He was looking around the ICU to collect any last remnants. And that's when the pastor walked in. He said, Pastor, thank you so much for coming. I'm sorry you got the phone call a little bit late. Ellen just left. Uh, her sister took her home. She's been here all week. And she's exhausted. You know, pastor, we were really praying for him. We'd hoped. She was sitting alone in a coffee shop and all of a sudden a friend that she hadn't seen for a very long time approached her. And said, it is so good to see you. How have you been? It's been so long. How's William? And then the awkward pause happened. She responded and said, William and I are no longer together. Do you remember when I told you that we were going to counseling? we had hoped. I'm willing to bet that all of us in this room have had those moments where we had hoped. And in the midst of that, when we, our heart, when we began to lose heart, when we, our hope began to fade, you know, maybe it was a, a moment when we felt like life chewed us up only to spit us out. Have you ever had those moments? I'm willing to bet we have. Maybe it was an illness that took, uh, took you, took over you, uh, maybe a family member, maybe it was the death of a loved one, maybe it was a job loss, maybe it's a broken marriage or a struggling marriage, it's a moment where we lose heart and our hope fades. And can I tell you, Easter morning started out that way. Started out with a we had hoped. So the women, uh, they had gone to the tomb, they had followed Jesus out of Galilee, and they had gone to the tomb that day with spices ready for his body. And you know that they were thinking we had hoped Right. We had hoped they had hoped that Jesus would be the one to restore their nation to the form of glory. They had hoped that Jesus would live a long, prosperous life and be a really good ruler. They had hoped that the story of Jesus wouldn't end here. And so Easter morning started out with disappointment because they had hoped And what it seemed like all the the hope they had in Jesus was lost. And so they began to lose heart. Their hope began to fade. Can I tell you, if we're honest, I think some of us, if not all of us, have had disappointment in our belief in Jesus Christ at some point. Or maybe we don't have that belief yet and uh, we're skeptical about it But because we've experienced some sort of disappointment. Some sort of hope deferred or a hope lost Because like the woman at the tomb, Jesus' disciples, anyone who ever put their trust in Jesus most likely experienced a moment when they were disappointed, when they were let down because life didn't meet their expectations. They lost heart and their hope began to fade. So what does Easter tell us about these moments? Easter says, keep our heart, keep our hope. And now here's the thing. When I'm talking about heart, I'm not talking about this romantic, you know, emotional connection and, and love. What I'm talking about when I talk about heart, I'm talking about grit and determination. I'm talking about the thing inside of us that is our stamina that gets us through those hard times. You know what I'm talking about? That heart that we have. Now, if I was, uh, if we've talked about uh, life being like a journey. The, in scripture, uh, life is like a, actually a race That we run, well, it's modern day, so imagine that instead of a race and we're running, we're in a race car. My two-year-old would love this. So we're in a a race car and our heart is that engine that powers us. It's our stamina, it's our speed, it's what gets us through. And the hope is believing that that engine, that drive, that determination, that no matter what comes, it will see us through to the end. So there's this really cool connection between our heart In between our hope. Heart says, I have the power within me to make it through to the end. Hope says, I believe that the resurrected Jesus Christ is that power within me. Now, when the women found the stone rolled away and the tomb empty, they didn't know what to think. In fact, uh, as as they were there, these two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning. Could you imagine that stood beside them and said, he's not here. He's risen. Remember how He told you while He was still in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered His words. That's when they knew. So friends, in order to make it through life's disappointments, those hardships, those things, those moments where we had hoped, we need to remember... And we need to know a life that has so much more to offer than we could ever find without Jesus Christ as our Savior, as our hope. We have to keep heart. We have to, we have to keep hope. So how do we do that? Well, I believe that the Apostle Paul in Second Corinthians chapter 4 helps us with two specific ways of how we can keep our hope, our heart, and keep our hope. And there are two ways specifically. We need to keep our heart focused. We need to keep our hope fixed on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We need to keep our heart focused and our hope fixed. And so this is what he says in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 14 and 16. He says, Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. What he's saying there is Man, we know that Jesus Christ raised from the dead. And on the day of resurrection, we're going to be presented before him. And he's going to say, hey, brother and sister, come here. We're together. Let's enjoy eternity together. Paul is saying, this is our hope. This is what we need to focus on. And then he goes on in 16 to say, therefore, we do not lose heart. And we do not lose heart because we're focused on the resurrection. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So to keep our heart, we have to stay focused. We have to be zoned in. We have to know without a shadow of a doubt that that hope, that will that we have within us, that drive, that stamina, it comes from Jesus Christ and the God working in our lives. So that no matter what circumstance we have, we keep heart because we stay focused. So imagine you have two people, and uh, they're come. they fairly identical. They come from the same socioeconomic uh, background. They have so much in common. Uh, They have the same temperament. They have the same work ethic. They're basically the same person. And you decide one day that you're going to hire them both for this job on an assembly line. And uh, they they come to the job, and uh, you tell them you're going to take part A, you're going to put it in slot B, and when you're done, you're going to hand it off. Sounds really exciting, doesn't it? So you hire them for this job. Everything is exactly the same. Uh, the working conditions, everything is good, except for this one thing. You turn to the first person and you say, hey, at the end of the year, I'm going to pay you $30,000 for this work. You turn to the second person and you say, at the end of the year, I'm going to pay you $30 million. So after two weeks, the first person is is saying, man, can you believe this work? I mean, it is just so tedious it is just driving me insane. Don't you want to quit? And person number two is like, "Yeah, right. Are you kidding me? This is the best job I've ever had. I mean, all we have to do is sit here and do this. I whistle while I work." So, what's the difference between these two uh, these two people, rather? The difference is their expectation of the future. It's the ability to see beyond the present circumstance and to to stay focused. And so here's the good news. We have so much more to hope for when we walk with the resurrected Jesus Christ. Would you agree? Our hope is so much greater. And we have a, a hope in life eternal. And so turning our heart and our hope toward Jesus and his resurrection changes the way that we see our current situation. It changes the way we see things around us. Would you agree that we need to see the world differently than we do? Amen. I mean if we took the world at face value it's pretty tough, isn't it? I mean life is hard. Not to belabor the point, but life can be tough. Would you agree? And so we need to see things differently. We need to focus on the resurrection and all that we do, and we need to, to shift our focus. But can I tell you it's not enough to do that? We can't just from time to time look to the cross. Can I t- and the hope in Jesus Christ we have to be immovable? Our hope must be fixed. So Paul continues in 2 Corinthians 4, uh, verses 17 and 18. He says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. When we fix our hope on an eternal life through the resurrected Jesus Christ, day after day, those light and momentary troubles that we all go through, we all face, those challenges we have, those hardships, they won't cause us to lose heart because our hope, the power of Christ within us, is immovable. And it's going to achieve for us an eternal glory that will strengthen our heart and our resolve. You know, so one of the reasons that uh, I find the resurrection so compelling has to do with the early church. The first Christians, you know, they had every reason not to hope. They had every reason to lose heart and let their hope fade. I mean, they were persecuted left and right. If you believed in Jesus Christ, you you could be thrown in jail. You could lose everything. Some died for their faith. But what's amazing is their resolve, their drive, their hope remained fixed no matter what came. In fact... You would think in a moment like that that the church would scatter and, uh, and dwindle down. But Scripture says that their number was added every day, over and over. And the church grew. We're here today because their heart was focused and their hope was fixed. And those momentary troubles only strengthened their heart because their will was powered by the resurrection. And their hope was fixed on Jesus Christ. So there's an author, uh, E.B. White, and he writes this uh, little story about his dying wife. And uh, it was the fall, the autumn before her death, and, and she knew she was dying. And so he found her out back. And she was busily burying these uh, tulip bulbs in what he calls the uh, the dark earth and, or the black earth. And, and so she's burying these bulbs. And the way that he describes it, he says, Under the dark skies in the dying October, she was calmly plotting resurrection. Man, isn't that an amazing story? Isn't that something that will stick with you for a lifetime? Because in the final season of her life, this woman believed without a doubt. She had her hope fixed on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And she knew that there was an eternal spring that was going to arrive, both for her tulips and for herself. And you know, the argument uh, that secular folks, the secular argument against the Christian belief in the resurrection is that Christians tend to gloss over pain and they think uh, that darkness and suffering just isn't really uh, something that we talk about. We ignore reality. But can I tell you, the biblical account is just the opposite? It's one of the reasons we observe Good Friday because. Good Friday is, we know, one of the darkest days in history. It's why we drape a black cloth over the cross. It's why we read aloud the cowardice of the disciples on the day when Jesus needed the most. It's why we talk about the betrayal of Judas. It's why we read story after story about how those who believed in Jesus Christ, who followed him, didn't believe the news about the empty tomb. The Easter message is not about a God who saves us from pain and suffering and darkness, but about a God who is plotting victory during defeat. So if you're here today and you're wondering if Jesus is who he says he is, if you feel like life has chewed you up and spit you out, if you feel like you've had that moment where you had hoped and now you're wondering, what's the point? It seems to me that you've got two options. You can either be like the tin man and you can go out and do the same thing every single day over and over and over until that moment comes when you're stuck and there's nothing left to do and you've lost heart and your hope has faded. Or you can fix, uh, focus your heart and fix your hope to a greater hope than you ever expected to find and find your heart strengthened. Because you chose to plant under dark skies. Knowing that on the other side of darkness is light. On the other side of despair is hope. On the other side of death is life eternal. The Easter message, the Easter story tells us, compels us, don't lose heart. Maintain focus. Fix your hope on Jesus. Circumstances are temporary. Friends, this life is temporary. Our faith is about what is eternal. The eternal glory that exists on the other side of hardship, on the other side of despair. It's what you see when the stone is rolled back and the light floods in because it's at that moment of despair. It's at that moment when we think all is lost and we walk into the empty tomb and we're expecting darkness and the stone is rolled away and the light floods in because we have an encounter with our risen Savior. Friends, when we focus our heart, and we fix our hope upon him. We will not only experience life eternal. But we, it will radically change the way we see the world around us. Friends, that's exactly what we need. Right now at this time. So may we be a resurrected people.